This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Alan Gonzalez joins us ESPN on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Alden, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Tony. How you doing, man? I, I, I'm doing well. Um, saw you a little bit yesterday. First, I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, yeah. we, we joked a little bit on, you know, why we hadn't seen you. And, you know, the Padres season hasn't gone quite the way. I saw you a lot early, saw less of you uh, yeah. late. Uh, I mean, what's your take from afar, man, you know, watching this ball club and, and how things have gone? Well, look, if you want to judge the trajectory of the Padres season based on how often I've shown up in San Diego, <laughs> you can do that. I think it's a pretty – I think they're pretty parallel paths. Um, look, I – I watched them on Monday. They got down early. Uh, Juan Soto homered and flipped his bat a thousand feet into the air. Bogart two. They went up big and they beat the Dodgers. And so I thought, huh, here they are. These are the 2023 Padres. I'm sure they've been doing this all year. And then I came to find out that no, they have not been doing that all year. And so I was a little bit surprised. Uh, but it's just, it's been a weird year. It really has. Um, you talk about not just the talent on this roster to be in the playoffs, especially in a year when the National League is, for the most part, bad, but a lot of the winning elements that have shown up for this team in terms of their star players being on the field. I know Manny's banged up now, but he was healthy um, for the most part. Uh, getting good starting pitching uh, up until Joe Musgrove and Hugh Darvish went down, which is when they were already out of it. Josh Hader being one of the best closers in baseball. Their defense has been really good this year, uh, and they're not winning. And it really, when you look at just the numbers, it doesn't make any sense. I've heard this reference before, and I think it's spot on. The Padres seem to be really good at baseball, but not good at all at winning baseball games. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty spot on. Alvin Gonzalez, ESPN, here joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Now, you just mentioned you, Darvish, and we were talking about him a little bit last segment. He shut it down yesterday, but... I was saying that I'm a little worried about the extension that he signed before the season, and it was a it was a pricey one, 108 million dollars over six years. If you were a yeah. Padres fan, how concerning is this news for you? It's concerning not just because of the news, the vulnerability of pitchers in general, and I mean, look, you just saw Max Scherzer has been ruled out for the year. Um, there's been pitcher injuries throughout the season, and that's been the case for the last 10 years or so. 
Um, but but also because Yud Harvish is going to be 41 years old when that contract finishes up, 41 or 42. Um, and it was a risk when they signed it. And I know Yud Harvish has been productive late. He had been healthy of late. Uh, but pitchers break down in their late 30s. And I'm not saying Yud Harvish is going to break down. Uh, he seems to think from talking to him yesterday that if he gives his elbow six weeks to heal, that maybe there's not going to be much of a need for surgery. And if there is a surgery, it sounds like it would be just sort of a shaving down of a bone spur, or the removal of a bone spur. So nothing really serious. But when you're 37 years old and you have the mileage of a U Darvish, everything is serious. Everything in your arm is serious. And so, you know, you take a step back and you look at, you take a macro view of the Padres starting pitching, um, and you start to get a little bit concerned because Blake Snell is going to be a free agent, and we all know he's going to cost a lot of money. Um, you have the Hugh Darvish situation. Joe Musgrove is going to be uh, has been out for almost two months with shoulder inflammation. Um, you wonder about bringing Michael Walker back, uh, whether or not Seth Lugo is going to be a free agent. He probably is. And, you know, the Padres' best starting pitching is not – it doesn't seem to be ready to contribute to the major leagues next year. So are they going to be in a situation – uh, where they got to go out and spend on starting pitching again, and they got to go out and spend more money, and they got to go out and take more gambles on veteran free agents. That's a precarious situation for any franchise to be in. And, and I know I'm probably taking the gloomier outlook of this because you Darvish might be fine for the start of next year. Joe Musgrove might be fine. Um, and all of a sudden now you start to see some depth. But still, uh, you can't help but feel at least a little bit concerned in the macro sense. I mean, listen, even if you Darvish and uh, Joe Musgrove come back healthy and are fine. That's still only two pitchers. You you still got to fill out yeah. the rest of that rotation. Alden Gonzalez joins us here, ESPN, and, and Alden, you mentioned Blake Snell being a free agent. I'm curious, what do you think the number is going to be? You know, he is in his 30s. Um, he is hitting free agents in his 30s. Um, you have talked about the volatility of pitchers in their arms. Although Blake, to my recollection, hasn't really had any injury problems are nearly as many as some of these other pitchers have. What do you think the number is going to be? Or just give me a roundabout number where you think the ballpark range is. I think he's signing for nine figures. Um, and I'm always bad at this because I tend to forget what other guys signed for previously. Um, but a reference point that I can give you is, like, for example, people were saying before the whole thing with Julio Urias went down that he was going to sign for maybe $200 million. Uh, but that was taking into account the fact that he's going to be a free agent at 27 years old. And that's a right. very rare thing for a starting pitcher. Blake Snell's not. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but I think he's going to be 31 yes. uh, when he enters the free agent market. So that limits him a little bit. But the timing of this could not have worked out any better for Blake Snell because in all likelihood, Shohei Otani is not going to pitch next year. And if he undergoes a second Tommy John surgery, there are serious questions about his future as a two-way player. A lot of teams are going to bid on him, but he's not necessarily a starting pitcher on the free agent market uh, for the purposes of this offseason. Julio Rios, obviously nobody can count on him either being available or if he is, there are legitimate questions as to whether teams are going to want to sign him given what's going on with him. So Blake Snell stands as the guy uh, in the free agent market this offseason. Now, there's some depth with starting pitching, definitely a lot more starting pitchers available than hitters. But I think Blake Snell is at the top of that class by a pretty sizable margin right now. Uh, there's been a lot of teams, a lot of contenders that are going to be wanting and willing to pay a heavy price for starting pitching. And as you mentioned, 
Um, he's has a pretty good track record of health. I know he's had some inconsistent years, um, you know, the pitching deeper in the games and, um, you know, those walk rates can be concerning, but he still has dominant stuff. And we're seeing that now. The guy might win the Cy Young Award. So it's going to be in the nine figures. Um, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to just sort of like, and this is nothing against Blake Snell. This is this is more about just the volatility of starting pitching. You're going to have to hold your nose a little bit when you sign that because he's in his 30s and he's a starting pitcher with a lot of mileage. But there's going to be a lot of teams lined up to do that because there's a lot of need throughout the industry. Talking to Alden Gonzalez here of ESPN on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And I just want someone once in my life to to say he's about to get nine figures because that would mean that I've made it. Yeah. That would be sweet yeah. if someone said that. I want to go back to the Padres real quick. And um, you're talking about the contracts. We're talking about you, Darvish, and his extension. They also, ex- or they also gave a contract to Jake Cronenworth. They gave a contract to Manny Machado. Um, they're, they're probably not going to bring back Josh Hader. So at the beginning of the year, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I was like angry at them spending money. But now that we look at it, um, what are your thoughts looking back on what the Padres did last offseason in regards to the contracts that they gave out? Well, I don't want to be a complete hypocrite and react just to present circumstances because I did. And, and, I, and, I, and I, uh, I think it was the right thing to do, at least in my opinion. I really supported what they were doing. I loved what they were about, which was, number one, they were spending money and they were investing in the product uh, because they wanted people to show up and support this team, and that's the right way to go about it. And one thing that Peter Sider talked about a lot, and A.J. Preller would echo, is that they wanted to create an environment for baseball in San Diego where year after year fans would show up and they knew who was going to be in that lineup, and they had their guys, and – San Diego has a long history, as Tony knows well, of guys leaving San Diego. They wanted to create an environment where guys stayed in San Diego. And obviously that came with some risk, which they knew about at the time, but I loved what they were going for. I thought it was very virtuous of them to do that. Um, Now, there were some things that took place, though, that put them in a little bit of a precarious situation going forward. I think, you know, one of those, which a lot of people in the industry um, were confused by at the time, and at the very least shocked by, was the contract for Xander Bogarts. And more than that, the amount of years that they invested in Xander Bogarts. They gave him the type of offer that I don't think anybody was offering him. And it's not to discredit Xander. I'm sure he's going to be a lot better moving forward than he was this year. But it's a really long contract for a lot of money for somebody in his 30s who plays, who plays a very demanding position. That was the first one. And then the second one was the Manny Machado extension. Now, look, he has earned it based on who he is and what he represents for that franchise. And he was coming off an incredible year, basically carried that into the playoffs last year. And, you know, they didn't want him to walk away in free agency. I get that. But you, may, you sign a contract like that, you tack on an extra decade to a contract that's already expensive for a player who, like Xander, is getting into his 30s. Now you have a window. Now you have a very defined window where you have to win while the primes of these players still remain. And I think that pressure is there. And we've seen it throughout history. Teams that sign players to these contracts, no matter their market size, at some point they run into a wall because you can't sustain yourself if – you're paying guys 
to not be productive. And eventually that's what Machado and Bogarts will be. Yeah. the window more and it ruined a little bit of their flexibility. And that's a great point. I, I think that's ultimately why they, uh, uh, other than, you know, you know, addressing the issues that they need to on the pitching side, I think they'll stand pat for the most part because that window is the window, and you have that period of time to try to um, win in that window um, before the productivity falls off to the point where, as as Alda just said, you're you're paying guys to not be productive. Last one for me, and you kind of hit a little bit on it, Alden. Uh, it was thought. It was thought Otani was going to be reaching into that five hundred, six hundred million yeah. dollar range. <laughs> Um, that you just mentioned, he's likely not pitching next year. Um, I really hope, for the sake of, of of him and him being back on the field, that if if this thing is partially, he goes ahead and has the surgery anyway. Because wasting a year trying to deal with a partially torn uh, UCL, it doesn't seem to work out very much. Tanaka's the only one I can remember doing it right. But do you think Otani? Where do you think his market is now? Do you think teams are going after him as a two-way player at this point? Well, I'm going to say again that Otani is going to make nine figures. I think I'm confident in that one as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, look, this is very interesting now, and it could take so many different um, forms in the offseason. But I think the more logical way to look at this, and this has been pointed out by others, and it makes a lot of sense. Shohei Otani as a hitter alone is a premium offensive player who's also dynamic on the bases, and if he wanted to, and Joe Manning used to talk about this uh, when he was his manager because they would toy with him playing the outfield a little bit, especially when he was rehabbing from Tommy John because they just wanted him to do stuff, to run around. He's such a great athlete that he could be a gold-glove caliber outfielder if he wanted to. Now, that's obviously not the route that he's going to take. He wants to pitch, but I say that to make the point that you could very easily justify, especially because of the endorsements he brings in and because of the reach of your brand to the other side of the world because of his presence in Japan, you could justify an Aaron Judge contract for Shohei Otani at base level. What Aaron Judge got last offseason, I think you could easily say that Shohei Otani signs that contract. And then on top of that, I think what you'll see, and I'm guessing here, but I think what you would end up seeing is incentives based on game started based on innings pitched because that's the part that's very uncertain and i hate to say that but it's true like the track record for guys coming off a second tommy john surgery is not very long and is not very good and none of them have ever tried to do that while also being a hitter so you have to you have to build incentives into that um but he's going to want to do it and he might reach a lot of those incentives and he might it might end up being it might end up being a five hundred plus million dollar contract. I just don't think it'll start that way because of the uncertainty with his health. Here's the other thing I, I wanted to ask you before I let you go because we only have a little bit of time. You, you kind of hit on it a little bit. The sponsors that are going to show up for Shohei Otani is that a game changer for some of these organizations that may attempt to bring? Because if a, if a, and I don't, I'm not sure what the stipulations are in terms of how you pay a player, but if the sponsors are basically going to cover it in a, in a, in a team doesn't have to take it on themselves, he seems like the only one that teams would be, or sponsors would be willing to do that for. I mean, I don't know when's the last time you got, you went to Angel Stadium, Tony, but that place is covered in Japanese advertisements mm. and companies mm. that are endorsed, that Shohei Otani endorses. And I've heard that it's, no, let's say, I hate to be vague with this, but if let's say 
low tens of million dollars a year on an annual basis in terms of those sponsorships. Could another team maximize that brand even more so and get even more money than that? Maybe, but mm. at the very least, that's what the Angels get, and that's yeah. the type of money that other players are not bringing in. So, and that, and that's why, like, even with this elbow thing, which is so unfortunate for everybody, he's gonna get he's gonna be so in demand, more in demand than any free agent we've seen. Crazy, crazy, Alden. As always, man, appreciate you coming on, and spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.